0: Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care and spread the word. Thank you.
1: to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock,
2: who has nothing clever to say.
1: Alex Finn. I
2: got my dog to do the all side jump, and it was witnessed by Samson. It, I'm not lying this time.
1: And Samson Davis. I thought it happened.
2: Daniel was <laughs> looking away, so he didn't get to witness the glory.
1: No, I missed it. Yeah. But Samson, do you know of any glory that people can have?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna need you. Phrasing,
2: uh... <laughs> phrasing. Say what's in your heart, Samson.
0: What? Yeah, Samson. I want to hear from you. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I think will actually make it into the podcast, which is Die Hard Dice's <laughs> Dice Products. Use your imagination for anything else. But die hard dice, they make dice, acrylic, metal, all of it beautiful, all of it affordable, especially if you use our dice philia code Explores1 and get ten percent off your order, you get some beautiful dice, and we get a little kickback from that. So you're supporting us while also getting some dope dice. So just buy some dice. Do it. And also tell your friends, this isn't just for our fans who listen to the podcast. There. Yeah. Have them all use the code. Yeah. Have them all buy dice this week. Yeah. Do it. It'll be glorious.
1: Yeah. Like that apparent new horror movie about an eldritch being on the other side of a glory hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see it, though.
1: I actually am hearing from horror fans that, at least to horror fans, it's good.
2: Wait, that's an actual movie? I thought this was the bit.
1: No. No, that's a serious movie that just got released on Shudder. I mean... J.K. Simmons is the voice of the eldritch being on the other side of oh, the glory hole. Oh, I thought hole.
2: you were going to say the voice of the glory hole. I'm like, oh.
0: Yes. Well, essentially, that's what he is. I
2: mean... A lot of those eldritch beings, I'm just like, hentai checks out, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like horror movies have, at least in the past, like, 15-ish years, they've kind of become, like, art house movies, but spooky. And now I feel like this is the part of the art house cycle where it gets, like, weird and postmodern and, like, Mm. starts messing with the formula. Mm. Yeah. So, who remembers what
1: happened last time? I'm going to pick on Samson. Oh,
0: me? All right, so... Last time, we were over at the edge of Bodrov, looking out upon the landscape, trying to have a good time, but instead, Dilly saw Clemiel get taken by these two goons through his remote sensory cipher that he had left in the room with the sleeping Clem. So we hurry on back to the hotel, the Mesa Summit, talk to the person up front, learn that the two goons were probably called mesna and Terry. Mm-hmm. We also learned that they are working for Carlisle. I can't remember if we learned this from the counter person or from Deneb, but Carlisle is currently the proprietor of Highman's View and very likely also the leader of the Stoneburners and thus the unofficial king of Bodrov. It's late at night when we all learn this, so there's nothing we can really do because it's very likely Clemuel has been taken into High Man's View and there's no way we're getting in tonight, so we take a little nap about it. Uh, during the night, Dilly has a dream of the foundry. Sees a tall, pale man with short red hair who sees that Dilly has a key or something. And then Dilly kind of like pops out of the dream, but then pops back in trying to do something. Manages to continue the dream a little bit and sees that this red-haired man pulls from not Dilly, not Dilly's key. And then also pulls out a uh, audio recording device. And that's all Dilly knows. So we spend our morning getting some blue-collar Look in disguises to make it look like we're some kind of down our luck, poor-ish, low-class people trying to get in just to enjoy ourselves for once. Get to the high man's view. Takes us a while to get in, but we do get in after talking to the bouncer while we're looking around, ordering food. We see that there's not a lot we can work with, at least in the lobby. We see that apart from some doors into the kitchen, there's also one door guarded by some guards that leads to a private room. No name. It just says private room. Rooms. No, you said it was just, like, private room.
1: It says private rooms, as in that's where you go to get to the private rooms.
0: Oh, okay. So a door that leads to the private rooms is. I thought it was going to be like a, you have to go through each private room to get to the more privateer one. Like a club within a club kind of thing. Mm. While we're scoping out the scene, Waiter sort of snitched on us and told a stone burner that Dilly and the crew were a right in their crew. Trying to come make a living in Bodrov, and that stone burner came to talk to us. And now we're about to have a little interview. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are at the table with this blonde stone burner, not the red haired guy, not Carlisle, but he had like seven or eight tools on his chest. So it implied that he seems to be a relatively high level. Mm-hmm. Dilly, you would
1: recognize these tool symbols. I mean, they're sort of abstracted, but. They're abstracted the way like a, like a rights textbook when they're learning would be, and sort of like shorthand diagrams. So you'd recognize that these seven symbols are just too short of what would normally be considered standard crafting tools, Mm. or at least the core ones, like not necessarily all the nicks and nacks, but just like how... We think of, like, there's a standard set of tools that you have in your home. There's a standard set that you might buy. Right.
0: And this is too short of having that full. All right. And what's that full set, just so I know? Nine, ten? Nine tools. Okay. For each world. But that's actually, like, a
1: little bit of a joke amongst rights in that... So a standard set is ten tools. The nine core ones and one extra one for when you inevitably lose a piece. <laughs> nice. This guy's coming on to me, so what does he say? I will. So, I hear that you're coming into Baudreau to start a business, and I just hope that you're aware that everyone that's going to be operating out of here needs to register with our local guild.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 no, I, we would not never want to not do that. We just, just got here, just never really started. Well, sure, totally understand. So, where are you from
1: originally? Actually, that's rude of me to ask first. What's your name? I'm Tarek
0: Tarek, hi, um, I'm Bork These are my Bork colleagues
1: Kind of looks over expectantly at both of them Carlisle He gets a little, like, smirk And he's like, huh, funny coincidence And, uh, what about you, man?
2: Baby Pack
1: Baby Pack, I like that, that's creative
2: Only in the name I've been given
1: Then kudos to your parents Or whatever other entities named you Okay he uh, looks at Dilly like tough crowd. Okay, well, yeah, where whereabouts you from? I'm I'm always interested in a fellow practitioner of the sciences. And Dilly, at this point, you would notice that it's not bullshit either. Like his hands, his fingers are well calloused and has similar scarring to you. Like this is a guy who's definitely had his hands in Numenera, like doing the real work. He's not just some sort of
0: administrator or thug. <laughs> Elbow deep in that Numenera. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we're originally from Charmand. Um I'm sorry if we're being rude. At least take a seat. Oh, thank
1: you. He pulls up a chair. He's like, Charmand, Charmond. God, I haven't been to Charmond in whew, at least 10 years. Well, cool. Who do you study under then?
0: I don't recognize your name. Oh, I studied under, and Dilly is going to not say Master Aestus. I kind of bounced around. Masters would that be like the title that would be commonly used? Yeah, I mean, it's ma- it's definitely still a master and apprenticeship. They definitely use that term. Okay. Um, I bounced around uh, different guys. Never really uh, worked out for too long. Um, my last one was um, was his name Polos, the guy who took over Dilly's shop. I think it was Polos. Yes. But
1: I think, Dilly, you would also know that Polos was also very early in his career. So the idea of you being his apprentice is probably not. If this guy knows Polos, right. he may not. But if that's what Dilly, I just wanted to say that you would know that context
0: about Bolos. So Mm -hmm. whether or not you want to use it is you can do either way. Yeah, Dilly is gonna go that direction with it because it is thus less likely that uh, this guy is gonna know about him if he was in Charmand ten years ago. Okay, at least that's what Dilly's hoping for. Oh, don't know that guy. Yeah, haven't really.
1: come to think of it. Did you ever work with what's his name, Barris? Barris. What's his specialty? He really focused on like agricultural ciphers, things like that. He was particularly fascinated with like bioengineering, things like that. Okay. He was a good guy. I mean, God, way back in the day, him, me, and Aces used to drink to all times the night. We were thick as thieves, the three of us.
0: Really? Well, wow. have you talked to them lately?
1: Well, I mean, I hung out with Barris a little bit when I was in Charmand about 10 years ago. I haven't talked to Aces in forever. I saw him once when he came out here. You
0: know, came back to visit, you know, I mean, you got to start out here just like me. Oh. And with that, does Dilly recognize Tarek at all, or it still nothing? You do not recognize him at all. okay. Does Dilly remember um, Asus mentioning either Tarek or Barris was the third one? Barris you would have heard
1: about. Master Asus and Barris were both working in Charmant. They weren't working on the same sorts of things, which was good because it meant that they weren't necessarily competing with each other mm-hmm. for customers or anything like that. But Ace just always kind of kept you kind of at arm's reach as far as like his friendships. Like, well, actually, I don't think that's fair. He was very open with you trying to help you network as a master should, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of develop yourself with the exception of Barris. you didn't really think anything of it at the time, but it was just one person that
0: you got the feeling like always like, oh, that's that's a private friend. I like to think that rights, at least in Shermond, would kind of like swap apprentices as kinda of like a exchange to kinda of like get them to like see different schools of thought, different sectors. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's way better than a wife swap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe Barris sticks out because Barris is like relatively well known, at least in like right circles, and it was always weird like Dilly didn't work with Barris even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Huh, yeah. No, um, acedists I think I've heard of in passing, but i have if I met either of them, never knew it. Oh, huh. well, that's too
1: bad. They were good guys. So, um, you think about setting up shop here? Yeah, uh... Have you got anything planned out in terms of investment, or are you just, you know, like, checking things out? You know, is this more of an exploratory trip, or is
0: a I'm-in-the-process-of-relocating trip? This is a relocating trip. I can't say that we had much of a plan. Um, it's kind of a miracle we made it here at all. It's been a little rough, and yeah, the wilds can be rough. Yeah, especially when you got nothing but the shirt on your back and shoes on your feet. So, well, I'll tell you, this is a
1: good, safe place to be. You don't have to necessarily worry about any wild creatures attacking or any, you know, forces. And I'll tell you the other thing: it's really nice to be able to work on experimentation without really any government oversight out here, because we're kind of an afterthought to the crown out here. But The the one downside that, as a fellow engineer, I'll just warn you about, there's a lot of rights here. It's kind of our thing in this city, so nothing wrong with it. You know, if you're interested in setting up shop and registering with the guild, I'm, I'm happy to answer questions and help you out. It's just that you should know it's a very competitive landscape, which means it's hard to charge, you know, the prices that you might be used to from Sharmant.
0: No, yeah, I will consider ourselves lucky if we just get a roof over our head, honestly. And you know what? This is a rights paradise from what I've heard. Like, Sherman, little artsy, and a lot of the rights there, they also kind of play into that artsy. Like, they go for, like, that novelty shit. Like, I've seen some admittedly impressive but kind of useless, like, detonation devices that go exactly a foot out. So it's like a hard line, like, blast radius. Very cool. Not very useful.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing like the stuff we've got here. God, the builders alone, I don't know if you've seen those yet, but you should check them out sometime. If you go over to the south side of the Mesa, Mm -hmm. there's some of the original building machines that the original designers of the city used out there. I mean, they're fully depleted at this point. Like, they're totally unusable, but they're still pretty amazing to behold. Like, I've never seen designs like that. It'd be worth studying even if you decide not to stick around.
0: Yeah, and those are open to the public?
1: Yeah, anybody can go look at them. That's fine.
0: All right.
1: Just don't try to take anything out of them. I mean, there's nothing really that salvageable, but our guild looks down on people that try to take apart
0: important artifacts of history. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And how how do we register once we find a place? Like, who do we talk to? Well, that's why I came to talk to you. You know, you don't have to go through me. There are other
1: members of our guild. You'll you'll recognize us and he kind of like motions to the scars there. Right. And he's like, Oh, and don't don't worry. This isn't required for anybody that wants to be here, it's just for official
0: members of the guild as opposed to being registered. Okay, so not every right is a stone burner, basically. He grins. Yeah. Yeah, you're quick.
1: If you're nervous about getting a roof over your head or anything like that, we do offer special assistance loans through the guild.
0: Okay, so I gotta ask, what's what's the catch on those loans? I mean, it's just like any standard loan.
1: You know, the guild loans you money to get established. There's interest on that loan. You can either pay it off in installments with that interest, or we can you know, make a franchise agreement and we just say, garnish some pre-agreed percentage out of your revenue.
0: Okay. How um, often are those loans taken?
1: Everybody that's going to town takes a loan. Business is hard here. It's best to make sure that you have the funds available to get through the lean times. Understood. I mean, our guild does a lot to help out the rights here from whether it's loans or You know, just in general, helping keep things safe. Because, you know, even here, it can get dangerous. I mean, anything could happen to a shop. Right, yeah. But not when we're looking out for it. Because we have to protect our investment if we give you a
0: loan. I wish we had you guys in Sherman, That would have been fantastic. Yeah, all right. So when we are ready to register and do whatever business necessary, we just tap a passing stone burner on the shoulder and tell them what's up. Well, they can direct you. Only because I don't think we're going to get back in here anytime soon if this is the only place to find you. You know what? That's fair.
1: I like you, Bork. And he reaches into
0: his pocket, and he pulls
1: out a small square of synth, and he hands it to you, and he has laser etched his name, a symbol of a tool, and it's got some other, like, combination of letters and numbers that you don't know. It's probably some sort of code. Mm-hmm. And he says, Hey, if you need to, this is good for one Express VIP entry back in here to meet with me. Okay. Get to use it whether or not you're taking out a loan. If you're deciding to go on your way, that's fine. Stop by. Come on in and have a drink.
0: All right, yeah. Um. This will take us into here and presumably to the private room so we'll find you or? Usually I meet with
1: people down here, but if it's noisy, you know, we might go to my office. Private rooms are expensive, you know?
0: Oh, sure. No, I didn't. They're usually for larger parties. I didn't mean it like that. I spent like a what if we find you down here, or would we have to, like, go up to um, your office, wherever it is, to meet with you? It depends on how crowded it is. If it's not too busy, I'll just come down here because it gives
1: me an excuse to get a drink, have a nice chat, relax with everybody. Otherwise, I'd bring you up to my office.
0: okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, if he hasn't already, take the little square. All right. Well, you guys all take care. And uh, I'll
1: tell you what. And he looks up over at the bartender, And he kind of makes a motion around your table, and the bartender nods, and you realize as he's walking away from you that he's just had the bartender do a round of drinks for you. Wow. But now you guys are alone again. That was good. Thank you. Where does Tarek go? He crosses the room, opens the door to the private rooms, and heads upstairs. Okay.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Holy shit. Huh. You were full of shit, Dilly. (laughs) Billy. See, not all that was a complete lie, but... Holy shit, he knew the guy who taught me. He knew Master Aces. Holy fuck.
2: So does that make him old or smart? Yes. Okay. Did uh, Aces have, like, molten shit on his chest, or?
0: Um, Not that I saw. He wasn't a guy to really rip his shirt off, though.
2: Yeah, I was just like, how many shirtless men are we seeing now? I just assumed that it was, like, a deep V that starts at, like, the inside edge of the shoulder (laughs) and just cuts.
1: Yeah, it kind of is. Definitely the people that have those marks here flaunt it, Mm -hmm. but definitely, at least for men in Charmant, that would not be a very common fashion.
2: Maybe they just wear aprons with no shirts underneath. Maybe. In my ninth world, they do. Bulbas out.
1: (laughs) Maybe they wear leather aprons and nothing underneath. Oh, well.
0: They're always always crafting.
2: Never sweaty. Always breezy.
0: (laughs) No chest hair right about here, but, like, everything else I feel like this
2: is a health code, like, violation. This is
1: something that actually Dilly's been doing every time he's been working on something around (laughs) you guys. He just takes off all his clothes and pulls out an apron and starts working. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: the only way to get rid of the static shock. Like, otherwise, your your piece is fried. Your piece. (laughs) That's what we call it. We refer to it as our piece. (laughs) What are we talking about? Aces. Yeah. I don't think Aces had that mark, but he also never really talked about any of this. So I don't know what the fuck.
2: Yeah, well, I guess, like, didn't he know Baudrillard really well? And uh, from here, apparently.
1: Didn't you say he drank at the
0: High Man's View? Yeah, he knew this place very well, I thought. But I, I mean, I was kind of young at the time. I thought he was just here to get drunk with his friends. Which I guess he did. But you know, shit. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to do here? or We
2: finish our drinks, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think we've done as re- much recon as we can. You figure out what to do with this and Dilly kind of holds up the little uh, synth square. Mm -hmm. Incidentally the drinks they bring you it's
1: interesting there's a different drink brought to each of you. The bartender has somehow just sort of made this call. It's not what you guys ordered before. Dilly the drink that they bring you is a mead that is perfectly balanced. It might be a mead brewed from bugs you're not sure but it's like it hits right the center of your palate and your flavor profile Mm -hmm. It is amazing. Cha-cha, I'm just guessing here, but whatever they bring you is, like, perfect in your character's flavor palette. I'm guessing that Cha-cha is probably, like, an over-sweet wine. Oh, yeah. is probably what she prefers. Like, anything kind of sugary like that. hmm And I don't know what Nick would be looking for.
2: Glass of blood. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> blood.
1: Yeah, so he brings you over, like, essentially fermented blood somehow. It is definitely alcoholic, it's a little bit fizzy, like it's almost Ooh. like carbonated, but it's still blood. It's like blood that dances on your
0: forked tongue. Blood and pop rocks.
2: Hell yeah. Fucking, it's going to be a regular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before Dilly drinks his, he's going to actually scan Iodum, the drink, just to see if there's anything spicy in there. There is no
1: traces of I.O. in the drink itself. While there's no trace of Iodum in it, There is something about it that suspects that whatever made it required IOTA in order to make it the way it is, in order to ferment it this way. Okay. All right. It was almost as if they somehow managed to find a way to make IO ferment. What? So it's not IO anymore. Like, the alcohol in it is, like,
0: what's left over from IO afterwards. They
2: ferment in everything in this place. (laughs)
0: I'm a little worried that Dan's putting uh, microchips in our bloodstream, but Dilly will drink it.
2: Oh, you haven't gotten the microchip? Uh Oh, you mean in the campaign? Oh.
0: In the campaign, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like,
2: we've already been microchipped. That's what happened when we put him in the closet. He microchipped us.
1: Dilly, this is the kind of drink that could not exist unless there were rights here and rights that had enormous sources of IO if they're going to waste them on drinks.
0: Holy shit. I guess we finished our drinks and then pay the bill and bounced. Unless you got anything you want to pull? No. Okay. You guys leave the high man's view.
1: You walk out. The bouncer is already directing people in at the exact same time, like perfectly timed. You guys also notice, I think since you guys are tier five, I'm not going to ask you to like roll for this. You guys leave the table after you've paid the bill and like, Within moments, like you're just a few steps away from the table, the table is suddenly cleared. You didn't see any device come out and do it. It's just suddenly clear. Hmm. There's no dishes. It's perfectly cleaned off. Even the spot of stuff
0: where Cha Cha spilled her drink a little bit while she was drinking it, it's all clean. Once we're far enough away, we'll turn to next. Nix, I think you were, your original plan was probably right. We kind of, I don't think we're going to be able to just like sneak in and. Do whatever we need to do. I think we need to kind of go through official channels and pretend like we're going to be here for a while.
2: Yeah, no, I I think you're right. Because, like, look at them. Or, well, we can't see them anymore. But, like, how did those? uh, How did those guardians get caught? You know, like, yeah. No one asked me to roll up a sleeve. No one asked you to roll up a sleeve. So, you know, how the fuck they get caught?
0: Yeah, we can't. I can't even imagine. Like the fucking tech and numenera, they have stuff just like in their fucking blender. Fuck, (laughs) like their security is probably fucking wild oh shit all right i guess we gotta go find a fucking shop
1: aster chimes
0: in and says um this is probably a terrible idea um hold on dilly will suddenly kind of like stand a little straight i was like let's find an alleyway real quick pull everyone into an alleyway nix goes into the alleyway with dilly and then huddling close dilly will just manifest a little uh aster sprite in his hand that we all huddle around
1: so, I'll repeat, this is probably a terrible idea. I
0: don't really have any good ideas, so, yeah.
2: Wow, Dilly. Wow. What? What was your idea? To establish long-term false identities, Dilly. That doesn't seem like a good idea. We're kind of on a time clock, aren't we? That's true. Yeah, but it could be fun. I mean, it will be a lot of fun, but we are, we are on a time clock of when the fire or something, something, we're all going to die.
0: All the auditors, if they haven't already, are going to die, and then we don't know what the fuck Buddy Cop is doing with the fire. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then we're all going to die somewhere. Yeah, but the shop would be a front for our presence, you know, and for why we're staying here.
0: But if we're lucky, that might be days.
2: Sure. I mean, what's your definition of long-term, Dilly?
0: In this context, more than a week. Because again, like Chacha said, sorry, Aster, you had a bad idea. You could join up. With the stone burners. They seem to know a lot.
1: Maybe instead of registering, you go all the way.
2: On the second date?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That could work. The issue is going to be, can we pull that off while still having the um, guardian mark? I didn't say it was a good idea. No, you did not.
2: Yo, Dilly, can you build something to, like, remove these? Laser tattoo removal?
0: Uh, Um... Well, uh, what do you mean by remove? Uh, like erase them, Dilly.
2: Not like if I thought chopping my arm off would help, I would have already did it, Dilly.
0: <laughs> maybe erase them. I don't know. Probably need like to get to the fire to see what the fire actually does to like see if I can reverse it. I could try, but I don't know. Maybe
2: we still have the uh, shit that came out of you guys. Remember his name? He was like our auditor. He he died. Well, no. No, no, he he was living when we left, but all the shit popped out of his arms. I got that, Dilly. I don't remember who this is. Were they important? It was like Hector or something. I, yeah, something like that.
0: Harriton. Yeah. Harriton. Yeah, maybe. I can take a look at it.
2: Maybe we'll even, uh, Dilly, get some IO with with your loan. Or signing bonus, like whatever you want to do. Yeah,
1: I guess we'll see. That's the twist of the campaign. I'm just building this all up to turn into a shop simulator. Wow, that's a long fucking con, dude.
2: I'm not not trying to make it happen. (laughs) I'm actually trying to make it happen, Daniel. So we're on the same page.
1: I have so many spreadsheets of inventory and demand spikes ready for you.
0: Mm. (laughs) I mean, I guess first step is to still find a shop that we can buy and start there, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, let's go uh, shop shopping, Billy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's go look around. So I guess we go look for. We go
2: take a look around. We go shopping again. We are, we're but we're shopping for a shop, which I'm not going to stop saying. We're real estate agents now.
1: Well, you're definitely real estate shopping. Probably rental. Come on, this is a business. You don't know for sure that you're going to get
0: the space you need.
2: So many businesses fail. We
0: got we got money. Yeah, but you got a plan for growth, yeah. Dilly. Uh, we're not going to be here for more than a week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So you're looking around, there are definitely like spaces in the city that are unoccupied. You get the impression from the way they're designed that they might have been shop space at one point. It's a little hard to tell. So much of the architecture is similar here. There are spaces for rent, but it's also somewhat, I mean, it's not impossible, but it is, it's inscrutable in that like it it will take some work to try to understand how this works around here Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, who do you contact about these places? How do you make the deals? I mean, Dilly, your experience in Sherman is that you almost always, like, work through a real estate agent to secure it. But there's not a lot of indication on the buildings themselves about who to talk to. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely spaces that are, like, like, if you were doing, like, if you were legitimately moving here, Dilly, like, There are some starter shops here. It would be different if you had to think about a long term budget. Like, I guess the question is are you looking for something that would be a real like starter shop for you? Or are you sort of ignoring like the realities of the budget and thinking about like, okay, well, if I was
0: actually picking a shop based
1: off of what resources I had, this is what I would aim for.
0: I think Dilly is looking for what he would pick just to strengthen the cover that much more. Okay. Because he doesn't want to go for like the cheapest one. Have everyone being like, uh, "Are you sure?" So that means Nix and Cha Cha.
1: This walk around looking at different shops that Dilly's examining will take four hours.
2: <sighs> at some point, Nix is like, uh, "Dilly, shouldn't we find out how much the uh, loan is before we we pick a place?" <sighs> I'm pretty sure they would not like it if we spent our own money. You know what
0: I'm saying? No,
2: I think I
0: don't think we're going to be able to get a shop without their help. Because this is not how things are done in Sherman. There's no, I can't for the life of me figure out who we would even talk to to buy even like the shittiest building here. And I'm 90% sure that's deliberate, that even if we found somebody to talk to, we'd get the run around for who knows how long until eventually we're dropped in front of a stone burner to buy the place and get the loan. So, yeah. But I'm thinking this place and Dilly presents, I think maybe a shop they saw like an hour ago, but. They've come back. Dilly's made his choice on this kind of... I don't know how much I can say about it, Dan, but... Go for it. Oh. It's a two-story shop. Kind of a narrow building, or narrower one of the buildings, with like a storage unit on top that's possibly been used as an apartment. Kind of imagining like a Bob's Burgers situation almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the shop is ground level, some open windows in front, a lot of good ventilation down the back, and then a staircase on like the outside to actually get to the second floor. I'm thinking this would be a good place to start, but I think we're also going to have to talk to Tarek.
2: Should we, like, head right back there? Should we stay then? I feel like we should probably just sleep a night, right? Also, you need to spend a little time working on the plan for our flame removal.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I should do that. Don't want to seem too desperate. Although, well, we are kind of desperate.
2: Yeah, no, we seem really desperate. Although,
0: it wouldn't be a bad idea to go when it's super busy there, and then maybe we go up to his office and see a little bit of the private rooms.
2: Yeah, but you're gonna go back whenever. I'm saying don't go back today, Dilly. We can go back when it's popping. That's fine.
0: Uh, yeah, but, uh, this
2: is like your whole thing, Dilly. Is like chops and shit. So whatever you want to do, man.
0: What's Chacha? I think
2: I feel like Chacha at this point is rolling on the ground with boredom, like because <laughs> <laughs> have been like re- checking out storefronts for four hours.
1: Yeah, because you're not even getting tours. Dilly's, like, looking in the window and making conclusions based off of what he's seeing.
2: (laughs) Now, me and the listeners are all imagining those times that we went to, like, department stores, and we were just so bored as children.
1: Oh, God, as a kid at Home Depot?
2: Yeah. And you're just like, (laughs) as an adult at
1: Home Depot, what are you talking about?
2: I enjoy their plant section because they have some pretty good plants for very
0: cheap. Dilly will look at Cha-Cha rolling around just be like, we should do something that will keep Cha-Cha occupied. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how about this? I'll work on stuff at the hotel and you guys can go explore the city, maybe check out those building machines on the south side.
2: Don't you want to look at them, Dilly?
0: Yes, very much.
2: Then why don't you do it?
0: Because I got homework to do.
2: Why would we go without you? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this seems weird.
0: Give Cha-Cha walkies, obviously.
2: Chacha's been walkie. Yeah, we walkie it for four hours. <laughs> Chacha needs mental stimulation.
0: You can go look at the Numenera.
2: Listen, it, this sounds like a blast, like going off and doing something with Chacha while you stay in the room, but... <laughs> we Have we forgot about Clemmu, all guys? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. We should probably look into that. Oh, we should look into that. Yeah, you, me. But I don't want Borg to get kidnapped while we're gone. I... Orc has his son.
0: That. Also, I don't think I'm going to get kidnapped. If anything, they're just going to come talk to me about the loan, which I should be able to handle long enough for you guys to come back if something bad does happen,
2: Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, if the Stoneburners own the town, then wouldn't they own the goons?
0: Oh, absolutely. Wait, we know that, right? Yeah.
2: So what are we going to investigate, I guess, ChaCha, Because, like, we know kind of, I mean, Baby Pack, we know kind of where Clemmy is, right? Well, should we, like, scope out the place?
0: I mean, we haven't gotten an explicit confirmation that Highman's View is the Stoneburner's HQ, so maybe walk around and see, like, how the Stoneburner's move.
2: No, you know what we should do, Maybe, Pack? Mm-hmm. We should invite Deneb out for, like, tea. Ooh. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Deneb and
2: their throuple, yeah. Your throuple. No. Wait, oh, yeah, Deneb also. Yeah. Do you mention that, I forgot. And we'll explain that, you know.
1: Yeah, because keep in mind, Danette believes that there is a separate tharbol from you two. Yeah.
2: All right. Cool. Don't get kidnapped. If you do, uh, oopsie doodle. Try to leave like some scuff marks. Maybe like write a note. Drop a tool here and there. Oh, scream! Make a bracelet with beads on it so you can slowly drop the beads, or just hold a bunch of beads in your yeah, mouth and slowly drop like, them. the whole time. Yes. <laughs> just spit them out, just
1: like dice. You just spit out, you know, <laughs> a die,
2: and make a little trail for us.
1: You guys will know it's cha-cha because it will all be in the proper
0: polyhedral array yes. order. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nyx only eats D20s.
0: I, I'll i be fine if I do get kidnapped. I'm not worried about that. So
2: Well, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I'm just, I feel like that counts.
0: You're probably
1: the only one that can hide your mark on the fly.
0: Oh, shit. Uh, this disguise thing is bit, bit us in the ass. I don't know if Deneb's tineb, not going to, well... Maybe I could do something the remote sensor just to keep it going for a little bit longer. Kind of pushing it, though, but we'll see. Let's head back to the hotel room. All right. So you
1: guys have been wandering around for a while during the day. So when you come back in, the attendant's like, um, are, is your guys planning to stay? Because if so, I'm going to need another three shins.
0: Oh, yes. Wait,
2: since the Threpple left, isn't it two shins?
1: You had two other people up there?
2: We had one other no. person.
1: Okay. Then it would be two shins if they're gone. They are. They are gone, yes.
2: Remember, I said my thruple divorced me, and they took one of our people with them.
1: All right. She takes out a piece of paperwork and jots some stuff down, indicating that you're indicating that there is now one less guest, and hands it over to you guys to sign.
0: That's with all the goddamn paperwork. Okay. Is this for, like, insurance or something, or what?
1: It's just a good idea to have everything in order for, just in case we get audited. (gasps) We have investors that like to... Make sure
0: all our finances are in order. Dan, I like to roll the juiciest insight check that I can. Okay, absolutely. This will be a 15. That's a nine. The three levels of effort. Yeah, I got points to spare. Why not? Three more levels of effort to make it a freebie. For sure.
1: She is worried about an audit of her finances from some sort of criminal organization. You would assume the stone burners. In fact, you suspect that perhaps... So this business has a similar sort of loan situation as what Tarek was explaining to you guys. So she's not a guardian. Thrown out, veiled, guardian sling. Yeah, no. She's not a guardian. She is somebody who probably has a loan out to the Stoneburners for some reason or another. Gotcha. All right. You would presume. If it's not the Stoneburners, it's the agents from what you know, but maybe it's the same thing here.
0: All right. That's fine.
1: We do the thing. I'm assuming you're signing Bork, just to be fair. Yes, Bork. So you pay your three shins. You guys go back up to your room. How's the room? It smells a little
0: rough. Like, the eye is still working, but it definitely smells bad in you. All right. (laughs) Checking on the eye, how how is it holding up? Like, what's the time limit on there? You've got maybe hours. Okay. starting to smell bad. Well, it smells bad to you and Cha-Cha. It
1: smells fine to Nyx. (laughs) It smells good to Nyx, actually. Shit.
0: Okay, so... uh...
1: I would like to offer Nyx an XP. Do it. Who would you like to give the other XP to?
2: Samson. Poor guy. It
1: smells amazing to Nyx.
2: Do it.
1: Just fucking incredible. Do it. Do
2: you think, like, do you guys think I should just, like, eat it? What? No,
0: I'm thinking you guys should eat wear it. this. Well,
2: eat it, eat it, eat it.
0: Yeah, uh, Cha-Cha, you can do, like... Eat it. Some creepy bullshit to, like, hide the smell, though, right?
2: No. Yeah,
0: no. Can't hedge magic shit? Nyx already
2: has a corner of it in her mouth. I mean... No, Dix, no, come on, this is to help. Because,
1: like, just that little bit of it, like, tastes so good.
2: As it's pulled away, like, just as it, like, leaves her grasp, she, like, snaps a little. What? Whoa, all right.
1: Yeah, and Dilly, you're seeing the inside of Nix's mouth while she does this. And her fourth time.
0: Just let her eat it. It's fine. Dilly, at this point, is unfazed. No, 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 because here's the thing. We've been disguised this whole time, remember? And... I need line of sight to like keep the disguises up. Yeah. So if you guys go and have tea with Deneb, then you're not going to be disguised without me. And but if you carry the eye,
2: that's why we bought disguises. Yeah, we have physical disguises. Chasha can put a put a wig. Chasha has wigs, probably right? Yeah. Chasha, do you wigs. have a, a kit,
1: Stace? Imagine for a moment that you have stumbled drunk out of a bar, and there is a Euro stand right there with euros and shawarma and being put in pitas with there's an option for a spicy white sauce as well as a tzatziki white sauce and it is right there and you know it's like only two dollars that's what this eye smells like to you in that moment
2: oh can i can i have that billy can i <laughs>
0: what no i just keep to the skies like the mark the
2: isn't it going to like expire
0: Yes, but it'll stay, stick around long enough to like for you guys to talk to Deneb for a little bit. Maybe.
2: I can't take that with me to meet with Deneb, Dilly. I'm going to eat it. Like, um, Well, ugh. also, like, what if it expires like in the middle of our conversation? Can I just eat it now instead of in front of Deneb? That
0: would be a problem, yeah.
2: So we might as well go as we are and say, hey, you know, my throppling is into some kinky shit.
0: Okay, but you're going to be... You're going to look like really different people. She's
2: never seen me. I didn't open the door. True. And Nyx is now a
0: thruple person. But she's seen
2: Carlisle. Well, Carlisle can be a mysterious thruple. Oh, I'll just be Carlisle then. Yeah. I told the Stoneburners
0: I was Carlisle. This seems fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Are you sure? All right. Just so you know, if you guys get kidnapped, I'm going to have some trouble getting to you. What did I look
2: like yesterday,
0: Dilly? like this. And Dilly puts uh, a Nyx's old disguise on cha-cha. You look like that.
2: Dilly, were you disguising us all day? Yes. Dilly, the plan was to get real disguises so that then you wouldn't have to do that.
0: No, yeah, I didn't change the clothes. I've been changing the faces and also covering up the mark. This is complicated. So
2: what did I look like today? Also, can I have that? Can I just eat it now and get it out of the way, please? Don't worry about it. Just let her eat it. It's fine.
0: Alright, fine. Dilly tosses it to Nick.
2: Nick snaps it out of the air.
0: Okay. Dilly,
1: you see a moment, a tumbling dive down a long throat. And then you see almost like a green shimmer up ahead. This eye hits something like a barrier. And then it slides through. And it's wet. And it's gurgling. You can't hear gurgling, but you can see something gurgling. And that's the weird thing. You should be inside his stomach, but there's still weird green light here and it's sitting in a vast lake of yellow fluid with decomposing
0: bodies floating in it
1: what and that's when you lose your connection to the
0: eye holy shit next i think you have like a bag of holding in your stomach but for like meat
2: yeah i mean i kind of figured that out did you see what i was eating
0: i saw what was left of it nothing yeah down the old chute no, I there's still pieces left. Got like a TARDIS stomach, dude. I get doper every day, Dilly. I,
2: yeah. As you should. All right, so we got to get wigs like we looked like for today or yesterday, something. I don't know. I I don't know, man. Chacha, what's your wig situation? Yeah, this one. And she whips out like a long, like purple wig. It's like weirdly long.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like the kind of thing that a ninth world clown mm-hmm.
0: wears. <laughs> Second option guys sneak out and then come back in just like looking like yourselves and then get another room. There is a knock at the door. Jesus. (laughs) Hello? Next we'll go answer.
1: Okay, so you open the door, and It is dead standing there. She's disguised as Carlisle.
0: Okay.
1: Hello. I was just checking in with my neighbors to see if anybody wanted to go out for dinner. It's getting close to that time of evening and I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. I'm all on my own tonight. This is
2: really weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, baby pack, you want to go? Okay, but it's weird. I'm just going to say it. I mean, I got to eat, you know? Nick offers a wink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Denim looks at you kind of confused and like winks back and says, Yeah, should we head out? I'd love to talk to you more. I'm, like I said, I'm on my own tonight and I'd love some company.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Bork. We're going to ditch you. All right.
0: Are you sure?
2: Yeah. No. Bork, you want to come? I'll come for a little bit, yeah.
0: Everyone's
1: welcome. I mean, if don't you have two others?
2: We had a fight. We don't... We don't... Please don't bring that up, all right? Like, just... It was very tremendous Way off of that.
1: Oh, all right, all right. That's fine. Yeah, I totally understand. Shall we go?
2: Yeah. Somewhere close, though. But not too close.
1: Oh, certainly. She leads you to a restaurant that is clearly very fancy. It's called Star's Point. And it's one of those places where there's a line to get in, and then the server, like, brings you over, sets you down at this one table. But then they bring you over this menu, as well as, like, a card to fill out what you want to order. Just, like it helps we just feed it into the machine and then that gets you exactly what you order with all the specifications you want hang on though if you need help with any of the special instructions we can help with that
2: is this the server the server oh next waits for the server to leave
1: server drops off and leaves and dead of says i've heard this is one of the best places to eat in
2: i'm sure it is neb but like i gotta be honest with you this does not look like something that we can afford
1: Oh, my treat, my treat. You're keeping me company after all. Really?
2: Sure. Okay, I'm okay with free food. Yeah.
1: Like I said, I'm all my own tonight, and I'm bored, so why not be expansive?
2: Nyx looks at the menu, and she's trying to decide what might be, like, uncooked meat.
1: <laughs> there are some tartare options.
2: <laughs> Nyx just, like, puts, like, three X's next to all of them.
0: Yep. Okay. One gallon of tartare, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? hmm uh, A bucket.
1: A <laughs> yeah. Just grind a bunch of meat into a bucket. That way I know you can really fill in the corners and the spaces. <laughs> and then bring it to me.
2: Uh, so, why why are you alone tonight?
1: Oh, my partners, they're just, they had errands they wanted to run. And so they said that they would be off doing that tonight. And that I should find something else to do to entertain myself. Which is fine. Honestly, the work bores me.
2: What is the work?
1: She winks at you. That'd be telling, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, that's why I asked for you to tell me.
1: Uh, didn't you say you were retired yesterday? That's right, I'm retired. They have their own work. She leans in close. I prefer them a little bit younger.
2: That's, yeah, that's a le- way to do it. All right. Oh, okay, yeah, sure.
1: She leans in at Bork. She's like, Bork, how old are you, by the way? I'm 30 What was that? 30 what? 30 of them. She looks at Nix and Josh is like, you heard that, right? He's mumbling, right?
2: No, no, that's how he like he keeps that's how he says numbers. It's it's a little disturbing and a little bit weird, I'll grant you, but like eventually well, actually no, we're mostly still not sure what he is uh saying.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: I want to intrigue mm-hmm. at Deneb. Mm-hmm. Nix is wondering mm. if she's a spy and if is she a stone burner spy? she a queen spy is she some sort of other spy nix wants to know
1: okay so that's an 18 to start with you're specialized so that makes it a 12
2: we slept right yes i'll spend two levels of intellect effort
1: okay so six 14 she is definitely dirty she's definitely a spy but you're not going to tell from an insight roll into who she's a spy for she's a spy for somebody
2: huh. so uh where did you say you were before? Like, you're traveling right or something. Did I remember that correctly?
1: Yeah, just seeing the sights. Enjoying my ill-gotten gains, if you will.
2: What?
0: The merchant, you said, right?
2: Yeah. But why are they ill?
1: Sometimes to be successful in business, you have to take advantage of people. At least in this nation, things are different in Anquan. That's part of why I moved.
2: This is so weird.
1: I understand. If you're not used to business, it can be difficult to, to grasp, but... She looks at Pork. You look like a fellow merchant.
0: You look like you understand. Not a merchant, but I was a business owner for a little bit. Hork? Hork? Right? What? What? Hork? Hork?
1: Is he that- vomiting? Some say Hork. Some say Hork. It's still a bug, right? It's the same thing. I guess, but who says Hork? It sounds like you're going to throw up. Horks are what they call them down in trailers. It's poor people.
2: But so have you ever been to Lake Charmond?
1: At once, it's a boring city, in my opinion. All that royal pomp and circumstance, all those legacy families haven't contributed anything to the nation or the economy in near a century, and they're still pretending to be an important part of Daverine.
2: You're lucky you're in Vaudrave, because if the queen heard you talking like that, it'd be a quick trip to a dark cell for you.
1: Part of the reason why I'm out here at least when I first started out, like you know, where I ran my business back in Shalmus. I mean Shalmus is the trade center of this nation. I mean that's where you can see everything, but I've wanted to visit Bodra for a long time. Just to see it.
2: You don't you talk a lot, but you don't really like say much.
1: It's funny you say that. I was about to say the same thing about you. Oh. Tell me about yourself, Carlisle. Oh
2: sure, yeah. So my name's Carlisle, and my specialty is calisthenics, you know, do some running, like, I, I carry heavy things, and nice gestures in
0: Dilly's direction. Uh, and then Dilly will quickly kind of go through the same story that he told Tarek. Oh, so she's your laborer.
1: I understand. I, I Co- call a colleague.
2: colleague. Yeah, colleague. that's what, yeah, we yeah. say colleague. Sure. Yeah, I'm a colleague.
1: And, uh, how about you baby pack, was
2: it? Yes.
1: What do you do in this little group? Thrupple. We talked about that the other night, but uh, I thought there were other people involved with
2: yeah, that. Yeah, and now I'm looking a new Thrupple.
0: Interest. Baby Pack handles PR, and surprisingly, she talks to people. She kind of gets people to come in. Give us show. All right. Raising. Wait a minute. Is Chacha wearing that wig that she had? Probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, Denov leans into a bork and says, I know a lot of people that have had success putting a clown outside the shop. Don't say that word in front of her. I'll <laughs> <They'll> hear you. <laughs> of course, of course. As you guys are having this conversation about whether or not to say the clown word, Dilly, you feel a hand on your shoulder and a familiar voice. As Turk says, hey there.
0: Ah, you thought
1: any more about that loan? Uh, and that's where we'll end this episode. This was a very Dilly-heavy episode, so... It's got to be Samson, something about this episode.
0: It's not the circumstances that he would want, but Dilly is kind of getting a shot back. Also, Astus being involved in, well, I guess it's not too much of a surprise, but still to have confirmation that Astus was involved in some way in, with the Stoneburners. I've been sitting on that since season one. <laughs> Makes sense.
2: I was happy to have a Dilly-sode. Yeah. I feel like there's been a, there's, there was like a recent like no Dilly-sode, so mm-hmm. the universe is in balance. Plus, I'm enjoying the storyline. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like watching Dilly take the lead and, and have this be an um, environment that Dilly knows. Yeah. I think it's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Again, under different circumstances. It's almost
1: like Bodruff was made for what? Dilly. So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out?
2: So for those listeners out there who would love to try an old school dead RPG, MMORPG experience, VGO, Vanguard Online, Emulator is a private server that when the initial game went dark, like a bunch of dedicated players have been building it back since. And it goes through level 30. And the cool thing about Vanguard is if you played like EverQuest or or things like that, like you know that that time period, right, WoW came out I think a little later or right around the same time. There was still like a little bit more divergence in MMORPGs and their systems. I feel like over time they've gotten not identical, but like very similar. It has some really cool ideas. So right now the private server is... You can level your character to level 30, like virtually all content is there up to level 30. And then like you can go to the areas that aren't done yet. Uh, But right now it's it's really experiencing some growth because a Twitch streamer like picked it up and started playing. So there are like actually people on. So if you want to check out like an old school MMORPG that maybe you hadn't been checked out before, I do recommend it. So I play a little cleric, Dwarf, and... The crafting system is really super cool. You have to like, it's like a mini game, but it's not like EverQuest 2's mini game where you have to really pay attention and hit buttons at the right time. It's like almost more like turn based. You have to make the best decision for like which tool you're going to use at the right time to get certain effects or like react to problems. I think that's really cool. And then the quest lines, I mean, they're really fun and the world is completely open. Like, there's no like, funnel into a zone from the zone before through like a gate or like a mountain pass like if you see a mountain you can <laughs> climb the mountain if you can find a path so uh yeah i don't know i i really enjoy it i've been having a lot of fun did my first dungeon net.
0: yeah listeners don't type in vanguard because you're just gonna get a lot of loan shit
2: oh i was gonna say porn
1: cool well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Vanguard Online Emulator or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson?
0: Come to our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. You'll see all of this if you come to our website, explorerswanted.fm, or just come hang out with us on our Discord. It's a good place to be, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Also, also, if you would like to support us financially and you can do that right now with your life, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a place to do that. Or use our dice affiliate code with Dice get 10% off your order, and we get a little kickback from that. But only with Dice, We haven't convinced anybody else <laughs> yet. We're working on it.
1: If you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Honestly, the best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why they should listen to the show, what you like about it, why they would like it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory. We have about... 22 of those now between Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and Stitcher. We would love more. It makes such a difference for people. And we're kind of at that point where our reviews are at the level of like a good show, but like we're at that level that there's a lot of like small good shows have. So anybody who's willing to kind of help us push over the edge in that, that'd be a big thing for us. If you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, Well, I need you to know that you're being lied to. The next time you wake up, run the tip of your tongue across your teeth. Do you feel that strange film? Your dentist wants you to believe that it's plaque, but that is not so. That is your real hair, a thin furry coat to protect what you're to become. And when they finally hatch and escape your lips, you'll finally be free. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at
0: Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K.
2: You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu.
0: Hey, this is the second episode where we want you to think about where you're putting your tones That's all correct. I'm a slime potato.
2: So am I shaving my mouth, babies? I'm real you Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch.
1: All right. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye!